Jonah, we interviewed Jodie Graham a few weeks ago and we are very pleased that it's coming out on the podcast this week because it was a such a good chat in her Marrickville studio. Yeah, we went um, on Saturday, didn't we? Yeah, she was very generous to let us in the studio, which is just an absolute treasure trove of bowerbird tendencies and collections and matchboxes yes. filled with stuff and yes. drawings everywhere. It's really cool. Yeah, and... She had a great collection of masks. She's a collector. Yeah, a real collector. Beautiful drawing tools, and um, yes, she is a real l- legend. Drawing powerhouse. drawing powerhouse. So many ideas and such creativity running through the veins. We had a great chat, and she was and very, very honest with us she was. about her path through alcoholism and beyond, because she certainly beyond and then some and um yeah, a real, very inspiring yeah uh, a real bright star in the art world i think yeah. so um welcome to the episode and i hope you enjoy it as much as we did and thank you jody for talking to us over now welcome, welcome to, to art with jane <laughs> <laughs> verity say it again fiona no fiona verity and julie nicholson okay Okay. Well, thank you so much, Jodie, for speaking to us in your wonderful studio in Marrickville. It's very cool. It um, is very had, cool. We've just had a tour. It's full of amazing artworks and objects and all sorts. It's incredible. Um, so if you could tell the listeners, like, how would you describe your artwork to them? Oh, that's a big question. Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry, straight in there. <laughs> um, oh, it's two-dimensional and three-dimensional. I like drawing, painting, sculpture, installation and performance now. Um, that's why we asked the question, because you're so multifaceted. Yeah. It's brilliant. I think it, it always comes back to the drawing and mark making and material surface, um, but then it ventures off into connecting with three dimensional, like making. I like to make things. Mm-hmm. Then I like to make things to draw with. So um, yeah, it's a good question. And How, what what do you think? Um, start. Do you start with? drawing always do you always begin with mark making or do your sculptural pieces inform the drawings or the other way around or is it just fluid it never has a method it's it started with drawing just drawing with charcoal yeah and then then it moved on to what else can I draw with um and then it it just keeps evolving and then some of the drawing tools are more decorative and they're not very good to draw with and other ones that are not so decorative are really good to draw with. Yeah. Mm. Um, but we can't draw with anything. That's what I love about yeah. you, Jodie, is that you do have this ability just to go, ooh, I wonder what mark that will make. <laughs> yes. When did you start <laughs> making your own drawing tools? Um, it was on a residency at Big C and I was asked to do a workshop. And the girl I was on the residency at the time was really inspired by nature. And I looked out the window and thought, oh, no. <laughs> because I was drawing buildings at the time yeah. when I went there. and um, So I just started to walk around and pick up sticks and, and bits of leaves and I thought I'll, I'll make some drawing tools and teach a drawing class just drawing with a leaf on a stick or a bottle brush on a stick. And then 
we just mentioned procrastinating before. Then I made, I think, 70 drawing tools on that residency. Wow. Brilliant. Um, so that's how it started for a workshop. And then it, then now it's grown where they, I perform with them and they're really big and they're, they're objects. Yeah. When you say perform, what, what are you doing? Uh, at Big C again, I was with Mark Corvin, a musician. And he was playing the double bass. Yeah. Yes, I saw yeah. that. Oh, that was good. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I have, have the opportunity to actually make marks. How did that come about? How did you um, get involved in that project? Did you know him outside of your art practice and approach him or was it...? No, that's an interesting story. Is that um, Bundanon installing a, a six-metre-high bird bower? <laughs> And he was there as well on another project, and I heard his double bass sound. Yeah. And because of the dark sound, that, that I thought, what's that? Mm. That's what attracted me. And and then the, I had a project show at Chris Collier Gallery um, maybe two years ago and invited a few artists in it, and Mark played, and we responded to his sound, and... Um, that was probably about two years ago, and we've kept in contact and th- thought about performing together or where can we go, and it's, it's just kept – it's just <coughs> evolved. Excuse me. Mm. I did, a uh, like, a, a workshop where we um, – pl- they played – I think it was double bass. Oh, or cello, cello. Cello. And we um, painted – but it wasn't about painting to the rhythm. It was more like, I suppose, intuitively feeling – the music and painting it, but it was crazy because it made you make new marks. Yeah, yeah. It was like a That's new why language. I love it. Mm. Yeah, it pushes me to make marks I haven't thought about. It pushes yeah. me to forget about myself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it, we're trying to create a, a language in between, like he, merge his discipline with my discipline and have a new, a new language. Mm. Mm. And you're fascinated with like found objects. Um, what what interests you so much about? You know. You seem like a bit of a bower bird. Of a collect- <laughs> you are a bower bird. <laughs> uh, particularly your matchboxes, which I am fascinated by because m- uh, my granddad smoked, as all granddads did, and he would give me his old matchboxes. And I was saying to Fiona, I think it was the, the fact that this little drawer, it was like kinetic, it was like a cardboard magic thing, and I would make things and put things in and make little blankets for toys and I love. I made little drawers, and I just love a matchbox. What What do you love about all that stuff? I'm obsessed with collecting. I yeah. have so many collections; it's just insane. And um, can't, I've I collect. I walk a lot, and I pick up stuff. Yeah. Um, the matchboxes on top of all the matchboxes is a little trinket that relates to the note inside, which is from my bag of junk. That I've picked up off the street. I love it. I found somebody that does that. I love it. My friends get so annoyed with me. Why are you picking that up? Yeah. Because it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. So but I you've made a real thing of it. It's fabulous. Well, I, I loved going into my bag of things and picking out, you know, a Barbie shoe because yeah. maybe I had a night out or whatever was in the note. Um, I've been collecting stuff since I was a child. And I didn't realise it until a friend 
said to me at walking, you know, you've been doing this for as long as I've known you. Because mm. I just put stuff in my pocket and yeah. not realise till I get home and think, oh, look at that. Mm. Yeah. That's amazing, isn't it? And so the matchboxes have a note inside you've written. It's like a personal diary with that thing. And then you've displayed it in some form on a wall, like, all together. I, I don't know how to display the boxes. And yeah. I haven't finished with them, so I'm still digging into them and, and writing about what I read. Um, I have an idea that I might go into a big Perspex box that you, that you can actually open. Mm. I'm just double-checking on what I've written before that happens. Yeah. It's yeah. so cool that, that, you know, it's almost like this little secretive... Well, it is. When we walked into the JD studio, she had the box that a lot of the matchboxes are in open, and it reminded me of Pandora's box. You know Mm. that, and I think there's something magical about a matchbox. I don't unlike any other box, or just a box full of stuff, isn't it? It's like I suppose your earliest memory is going into a shop, and you know, and you're allowed to just rummage. There's something about rummaging, yeah. I think, isn't it? And they're, they're closed at the moment, and I think if I exhibit them, it might be nice to open. Yeah. Mm. Um, You're very good at displaying multiple, your collections. I love the way mm. you've um, displayed your your tools that you've made that are with, like, uh, eclectic things I can see around the room. There's different... Um, handmade tools with hands from dolls and but the way you display them is such a beautiful artwork in itself do you struggle with knowing or wanting to display things or draw with them or how does that come about because you did graphics is that right no a long time ago yeah but that's still in you I can see that through your work is I love the displaying I love putting objects together and how they talk to each other. Yeah. Uh, the installation in the Blake Prize at the moment, the burnt cans, like arranging the burnt cans. To me, they look like drunks, and they're, you know, just yeah. all swaying. And and we'll put a link in the show notes of that piece. It's a, it's brilliant, absolutely yeah. brilliant. And you know, putting them together in, in a certain group, so there's a, a conversation with how they relate to each other. The same with the drawing tools. Yeah. 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 So do you lay things out um, when you're coming up with a – actually, I printed some off, Jodie, because I just love, 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 like these ones. Do you, How do you go about putting a piece like this together? Do you just keep playing with it until it – Fits and is that a? I would prefer to do that because it's like making an artwork. Yeah, it's mm. like it's collage, isn't it? I guess yeah. ish sculpture. It's but it. I just I find it fascinating that you've got these tools that I want to pick up and draw with them, but then I don't want to touch them because I love the way you've arranged them. I don't know, and I think sculpture to me is such a, a fascinating medium, but I have no concept of where to begin with it other than just to keep playing. Would you call that Scott? I mean, yeah, or is that installation? I call that an installation, mm, yeah, and, and playing, yeah, as well. So I'm just moving things around until I think, oh, that looks, that fits what there. And I've been in galleries late at night and uni late at night by myself, yeah, um, installing work like that, and just love it. It's like yeah. being in the drawing or painting zone. Mm. Just yeah, like doing yeah. an IKEA yeah. flat pack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> more fun I, than that. <laughs> <laughs> I do get a lot of satisfaction. She loves an IKEA, IKEA flat, flat pack. I'm hopeless at IKEA. So am I. There's I always something it. missing or I love getting told what to do and doing it. It's so satisfying. It's like oh never you never 
It's Listen, like a Lego thing. And I, I love tell it. you what to do. I don't. Oh, I thought something no. else. <laughs> <laughs> and what is it about your love of birds? Because um, yeah, you, you continually through your art career drawing birds. birds, and you really get the character. Like they, I'm looking at a magpie in flight right now, and you managed to capture that moment beautifully so you must have had a few interactions with birds to I, I never planned to draw and paint birds it just organically happened at big C again yeah um, I, I'm not sure what I was working on it but I I drew a, a crow for my friend and posted it on um, social media so he could see and then I did another one and another one and um yeah, then I was not going to do them for a while and I went to Grafton on a residency up there and um, had a bit of an encounter with a, a dead magpie and another magpie that had string wrapped around its foot. And the magpie used to come and visit me every day and, and sit and talk to me and sing. And so I got to see it close up and, and look really close at its face and feet and lots of drawings. So, you know, I went there to concentrate on mark making and not drawing birds. Mm. <laughs> so, but the magpie's going, no, no, Jodie, yeah. don't Here forget us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm posing for you. Magpies are so good for drawings. I suppose they're black and white as well. It's it, they're so graphic well, I in itself, aren't they? Because I had the, such a nice opportunity to be able to look at it close up mm. as well. Um, so then I now, and I think I'm attracted to the sound of them in nature. So they're just mm. in, our, in the background of our life. And I grew up with them as well. Mm. Um, they, they have a beautiful song, magpies, don't yeah. they? Uh, all birds. Just, yeah. Just that, that they're there but they're not there. Like they're, they're a wild creature that we encounter freely. Mm. Uh, so that, that's, that attracts me about the birds as well. And most people have a bird story. <laughs> whether yeah. They, whether they're attacked by one. Yeah, or, yeah that's true. Yeah. That is true. They're very it? smart birds. Mm. I started feeding cockatoos and then they literally would wake me up by tapping on the window at 6am. Nigel, we called him, and Nigel would be... And I was like, that is incredible. So he knew where the clever. bedroom was. It's so clever. They are incredible creatures. They are here as well, I think, because Julie and I are both British, coming from England where birds are quite small and they Sweet. tweet. <laughs> so first thing I notice when I go back to Britain is I open the windows at my dad's house because you can't sleep with the jet lag and you listen to the birds and you're like, oh, my God, they're so dainty. I love that Australian birds are like, mm. you know, they're really loud and in your face and they're bold. They're real characters. I know there are little birds here, but you don't miss a bird in Sydney. You know what I mean? They're in your face. Cockatoos, lorikeets, magpies. I don't know. They're bold animals. Love them. I, I like how they they change they they change with the seasons as well. Yeah, yeah. Winter and and mating. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's true. Are, and so, awesome. where did you grow up? Uh, Bockham Hills. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And so you started in graphics, and then what? What did you just decide you wanted to go more drawing, painting, and then went back to do the masters? Were you always Having an art career throughout that? No. No. Come on, no. Jane. Tell us, tell us. <laughs> tell us about your... Yeah, because you've done quite a lot of study, haven't you? And that, that Not does really, no. Um, I started in graphics 
But then I fell pregnant. Ah, that ah, old chestnut. Yeah. 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 And then I had two children, got married, had in that order, had two children. <laughs> and um, I, I didn't... I didn't do a lot of art, just little bits and pieces on the side um, for years. And I started sewing as well. So I I wouldn't – I never really – I went to art school after high school and lasted about a year and a half um, and then branched off and went into graphics. So then, you know, I became a mother and, and focused on that and working from home. It wasn't till um, – I think the mid-90s that I started painting again and entering local art shows and um, and that, it took a lot to get to that point. Like I'd lost a lot of – lost. I mean, not that I had confidence to lose. I just – it mm. took quite a bit to start exhibiting with little kids. Yeah. Yeah. And had a little bit of success at that show and then I did more and and then eventually uh, I thought I'm going to approach Kodumba Drawing and see if I can – you know, get into that, not thinking that it was possible, but I thought I'll give it a go. And I did. So, and then that just set off six months of drawing every day, you know, until I felt like I had a drawing that I could, you know, I could put in. What What is that, an art school? Uh, Kadama Drawing Prize in the mountains. Ah, yeah. I've never heard of that. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that, like, just getting an invitation to go into Kadamba gave me enough... Um, confidence to you know yeah. to keep going and and to just to keep drawing really. Mm. So your early works when you started were they drawing that yeah. you were entering the art prizes with? Always drawing, always drawing, uh, drawing, painting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, paintings that were drawings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, and then and then you went back to do your masters. No. Then I kept doing that and then I picked up a drink and I drank for probably 10 years. <laughs> I, didn't know, I didn't know you were going to say that. I, I like, love you, Jodie oh, Graham. I didn't, know, I didn't know where to go with that because I, I think there's it. such a big gap. Yes. Um, and it's, I think, you know, not saying that, it's hard to explain me now, really. Yeah. Um, so I... I I made art and drank and, and, you know, fumbled around trying to, you know, get through life. And it was, a, you know, a dic- difficult checkered decade. Mm. Mm. Um, and then when I emerged after that or came to, um, my, I always had a, a dream that I'd do a solo show by 30. I think I was 42. Well, you, that's... that's- Perfect. 12 years later? 12 years later. So I booked in a solo show at the Braemar Gallery at Springwood and I just started working. Good on you. And it was from that point too I just started saying yes to every opportunity for years. Did you stop drinking? Yeah. 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 Well, that's funny because me and Fiona have stopped drinking too. I think yeah. we've had uh-huh. fairly similar paths. Yeah, um, yeah, very much so. I think motherhood pushes you to a bit of drink in the early years. Yeah. That well, that's doesn't help. Part of that's my saddest part of it. I think you know, it's I can't, yeah, I can't change that. No, no, no. We all go through our past, but you know, I think it's just amazing when you get to that point, and it's like the scales fall from your eyes, and you're like, wow, you know, the the stuff you get done, 
the creative energy you have without having that um fog yeah it's like a fog yeah, and you know yeah. I, I was years to it's got me years for it to lift and um yeah, I'm just happy that I survived it and, yeah. and still could. People said to me, you might not be able to draw anymore. And I thought, oh, imagine that. And I kind of knew that, like, I had some potential, but drinking, I just couldn't, I just couldn't go anywhere. Just, mm. That's right. It just stifles so much. Yeah. yeah. That into my art. Yes, so, yeah. exactly. You know, out went the drink, in, came, in yeah. came creativity, in came art making obsessively. You know, I just, just, mm. yeah. Went, Full on. But do you think you have to be obsessive with drawing to be – I hate the word success, but it's hard to find a, another word that explains what I'm trying to ask you well. So what, so what is your definition of success, I guess? What, what makes you feel like – is it because you've, you've got into a lot of art prizes. I look at your long list and go, wow, you know, and the works that I've seen of yours in these art prizes are so strong. They're fantastic. So – what what keeps you turning up every day? How do you just set yourself goals or oh, often I just can't wait to get back to it. Okay. Yeah, so it's it's um, the process. Are you not worried about the product uh, so much? Oh uh, both. Um I story success on the work. So if I yeah. can stand back from it and go, yeah, that's not bad, is it? Like that's 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 going somewhere. Um where it goes from here, from my studio, um, you know, obviously I, I like the work to have a platform where it can be viewed in the best way. Yeah. Um, I also think I, I, I view success when I can come up with, um, like the, I'm painting these birds at the moment called getting pinked and they're about the fire retardant and so I'm trying to provoke thought about what we do as human beings to protect life and property Mm. Um, and I'm not a scientist and I you know I have researched a little bit the ingredients of fire retardant and um, you know read about how we Actually, I won't go there. I've done a bit of reading about it. So I'm trying to create beautiful artwork yep. that's hand-stitched and, and got an aged feel about it, but underpinning that is a, is a story that I'm interested in, um, you know, conveying to people. Mm. So, so I, you read a lot, don't you, Jodie? So you're quite a thoughtful... I'd like to read more. Mm. Um, I th- yeah, no, I, th- I think I should read more, actually. I think we all should read more. Yeah, no, I have an idea. It's often through a conversation. Like I was talking to someone at Mount Wilson residency, and they they just said the words I uh, got pinked, and I thought, oh, ah. what's that? That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just those combination of words, and then then yeah. I just followed that thread. Yeah. And and then thought, oh, I wonder what happens. You know, when it gets in the waterway, and then you know. Yeah. Oh. Should you use conversations like objects that you pick up? Maybe. Because I'm just yeah. linking your um, thoughts into the matchboxes and your yeah. – I, I feel like you perhaps – you do you write things down that people say and then put them in a little – Yeah. Yeah. And I watch – I see things yeah. in people and I think, oh, yeah. that's interesting and that can you – know, just a little snapshot. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, where do your drawings begin? Moment. Do you start – so you, they're very big, the ones that we've got, and you've done some amazing – so the, is that the piece you did with one piece of burnt charcoal? 
Yeah, that's done with a lot of pieces, and that, I'm actually bashing the wood into that. Like it's a yeah. Very so this is the frottaging. That so I, this is when I think I first came across you, Jodie, was when I was out in the woods with my son, getting a bit obsessed with the mo- the feeling of banging the pieces of paper and I found these great little things called visiting cards in um, that you get them in the news agent which they're just plain little white cards like the size of a business card and I would imagine years ago they would be something that you would write on if I dropped round and you weren't in and you'd write on them and leave them I don't know they're in the news agent I thought these are brilliant so we Charlie and I ended up having these in our pockets and we'd be cycling, we'd see burnt wood and then we'd bang them against, but they were tiny little things. And then I go on Instagram and I see Jodie doing this enormous one. I thought, oh, this is amazing. But they take a long time, don't they, to get to this point. That one took four hours and I did that in this studio and works were falling off on the walls because it required so much (laughs) to... It was so physical to get the mark and to get it darker. And are you, um, are you, how do you know when to stop with that? I'm living with it for a bit because there's a part of that drawing on the left hand side that I really like, and I'm debating whether to do the whole drawing like it. So I don't know. So I've, I've just I've moved it to the side because I've got to concentrate on these other works. But so I'm just living with it and, yeah. and I'm looking at it and, um, I think that I'll probably keep doing a bit more. And the ones where you've gone out into the the bush or found puddles and you've dipped, like, do you just love getting, like, messy and love just it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> doing something, just going, oh. I love uh, letting go. And yeah. I, yeah. And I love – one of the things I really found um, special was drawing in a dam uh, with the paper underwater – with a rock on the paper, yeah, scratching into the rock, oh. scratching the rock into the paper, mm. with the water flowing. And what I'd paper? I like to get into the dam now, and yeah, yeah. Maybe, I don't know what. I'll what, do. what paper are you using, Jodie? Are you have you found a weight that sits well with you, or usually has to be over three hundred gsm? Yeah. Uh, I have used thinner, but it. It's not as good. It doesn't um, take the bashing, does it? That no. <laughs> requires Jody Graham proof. <laughs> so it seems like there's a bit of a theme that, you know, you like sort of the decay, the destruction, you know, like, you know, you're, you're bashing, you're dipping, you're getting messy, dirty. Like, is that something that just comes out of you? You like that sort of darker side of it? I think that's the connection to the darker history. There's an a, an a abuse and wrecking the work and then trying to make it good Mm. so when I've thought about it I thought there's a connection there there's a um you know the the, the checkered and dysfunctional Mm. and and trying to rescue it yeah or maybe that's where the always being a bowerbird is from you're sort of rescuing these lovely things that yeah. have been tossed away it brings me comfort yeah like weird collections yeah yes and that's from i can track that back to childhood yeah yeah but and having something that's broken i find that fascinating you know the i, I found this little doll recently that someone had run over and i've had it in my studio in broken pieces it's it's, I don't know, it's just a bit of tatty plastic, some little girl. I don't have daughters, I only have sons, that someone's found. And it's all in bits. And I've had it on the shelf for ages. And I might draw it or I might not. But I like the way that it's broken. Oh, that makes me worried about my 
And it's got a story. Yes, yeah. exactly. There's more history. That little doll full, you know, hole is not as interesting to me as it has been when it's been run over or a piece of paper that's on the floor that was rubbish that somebody's run over a hundred times now has got all those tyre marks in it. It's the history within that piece of paper now is fascinating. And I think it's the mistakes as well. Like I like, you know, letting nature do stuff or the work ripping and sewing it back up or leaving um, preliminary lines that didn't work. Cause, like I just love keeping the mistakes because... I that's me. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. We, my history. That's yeah, right. yeah, definitely. Yeah, when everyone makes mistakes, but it, unless you sort of um, really have a good look at them, what was the point? Like, yeah, you, you don't grow from, from them. them. How do you plan for a show then, Jodie? So, what? Um, no, what how would you? Tricky at the moment. Yeah. Do you just keep working and pull together, or do you have a plan, or in I, the size of the I, works, or? I have a, a rough idea but I'm planning a couple at the moment so I'm trying to um, mentally think this works for there and that works for there and um, how do they also connect so I've I've sat quietly and, and written that I've got three bodies of work that I'm making and I've, I've worked out what one roughly each needs and I just keep working on mm. on those works but occasionally I'll have a day where I just think oh yeah I just don't want to do this anymore and I'll just start a new work and that's not related to any of them but it yeah. may end up in in yeah but you might you just might need a break from mm. the problem solving so do you when you're working on a body of work are you working on say 10 pieces at the same time or do you resolve one and then move to the next or i'm working on a few at the one time yeah okay yeah yeah and And then that informs your next piece that might i mean the next show like or do you come up with new ideas by just found things or something in your conversations conversations or or do you feel like it flows on from the next a bit of both i think residencies do a lot um so I wanted to make work that was about Mount Wilson and time there. So it's about the birds that I saw and, and the fire the fire theme. Uh, so that, that will inform a body of work. I'm, I really want to go back to the buildings as well, so I've sort of got that shelved and I'll, I'll hopefully yeah. get there. So, what, what, so that was the beginning of your creative career. Do you think you were fascinated... Because I would always say that your work is very nature-based. So you you really surprised me when you said you were really into drawing buildings. Yeah, I love the architecture. Wow. And that's what made me move to the city. Ah, yeah. I come to the mountains on day trips to draw buildings. Yeah. And eventually I just moved here. Oh, how funny. Mm. So you, but you've made lots of like cardboard um, houses, but they're very weathered. Um, they're very beautiful, but like, why did you decide to make cardboard houses and you know make them look old and half destroyed? Um, I think the best way I can answer that is when I started drawing buildings, I was attracted to building sites, cranes, and the chaos of lines and action. And then my father passed away, and I became interested in old buildings and. What happens to old buildings and mm. um, so that like I, it was it happened quite quickly like I went from the new to the old mm. 
And I also think it's connected into getting older and, yes. and thinking about mm. you know, old and busted. Mm. <laughs> yes. Well, that's right. What's going to happen to yeah. us, the I, stuff, what I we like, live in? I like going into derelict buildings and thinking about previous inhabitants yes. and, and wallpaper. I love that. The layers oh, of where different. Are they now? Yeah, yeah, decoration. Yeah. Yeah. What can I scab from here? Yes. Yeah. That's Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. The mystery of the unknown. Yeah. yeah, maybe so. Yeah, and the stories. Do you remember that one? I was when I um, back in England. Rachel, I thought it was Rachel White Reed, and she did an, uh, a, a house in London, a terraced house, and she it was live scale, but she recreated it from the outside. So so she turned it inside out, and it was so confronting because you could see on the outside the fireplace, but all the terrace houses had the same layout. So it was like you could see into everyone's private world because she turned the outside. It yeah, was really wow, confronting. Yeah. It is fascinating. Yeah. It really is. Because, I mean, we all live in these boxes. It's bizarre, really. I always find it weird that we all live inside. Like Me too. You drive around, well, any country in Western world, and you're like, where is everyone? Whereas if you go to the sort of developing world, everyone's living on the streets together. They're out. Their houses probably are to just sort of sleep in, but they're out with the community and that's what I love festivals and fairs and mm. when you have street parties and stuff like that because I do find it odd that everyone's inside all the time it's weird I do too I like the facade of buildings as well because often I sometimes I think that that can give you a hint of mm. what's going on or or, or not that's what or I like not. about yeah. we've walked into a couple of places for interviews and they, I love that TARDIS feeling of You'd think this is going to be a little terracey thing, and then poof, opens out, and you're like, "Oh my wow. god!" Yeah, yeah no, it is. It's cool. fascinating, isn't it? Like the whole the change of you, you when you enter a space, and how that affects you. And I guess the gallery is very much like that, isn't it? So, how does your work change for you when you put it in a gallery setting? Because I feel like there's so much emotion and feeling in your work. Then when it gets displayed I almost want to see your work hanging in nature rather than in a white box Mm. Um, it does change a lot I I feel like when it goes to the framer it gets cleaned up yeah Mm. yeah Um, you know in the studio it could be on the floor or you know and I've got to try not to walk on it or um, and it Often I look at it and think, oh, well, that looks different in a frame. Yeah. Um, do you like framing your works or would you prefer them to breathe outside? I do. Yeah. Um, I love it, actually. But I, I'm starting to want to get away from having the glass or perspex over the top yes. so you can actually see the work, maybe smell it or, yeah. or even yeah. touch it, like to be closer to... Mm. And I think what, um, there are... Th- it's so difficult, isn't it, with works on paper... I, I struggle with this because I don't want to put it behind any surface because you can't get that feeling. As soon as you put something, even if you get that museum glass that's like not reflective, mm. it's, yeah, it's a barrier. A block, yeah. But then you want it to be archival and it has to be. But there are, you know, great things now that you can spray on to protect things. But Australia is so harsh with its weather that things fade and... Decay, I guess, but is that part of the process? I don't know. It's it's an interesting thing, isn't it? But your your um, houses are displayed so beautifully in those perspex boxes. 
they look great. I think if you can have that frameless frame, almost, yeah, then I'm trying for the big canvases behind me. Like they they won't be under glass, so I'm tr- I'm constantly trying to move to to in that direction of getting away from perspex and glass. But uh, you know, with drawings works on paper, they're archival. They're better. Yeah, framed. they are definitely. Mm. Mm. So let's. So the masters that you did, what was your intention doing the masters, and what did you get out of it? Well, that's a good question too. Thank you. <laughs> that was actually my question, but she read it. Whatever. I'm joking, joking. <laughs> um, it's a good question because when I left high school, I went to I think it was either called City Art Ant- City Art Institute or Alexander Mackey. I can't even remember. Um, and I lasted a year and a half there. And in between the two campuses, there was a pub that you had to walk through or I had to walk through. You could have walked around. Um, so I dropped out. Oh. So in the back of my mind was always, you know, when I finally um, got sober, I thought, I want to go back and finish that. I want to tick that box off. Yeah. Um, so I, it was suggested to me, maybe you should try it. TAFE before you go into that so I did a year at TAFE and then and then moved to National Art School for I think half a semester and just felt like I wanted to do more like I wanted to I had a few conversations with teachers and um, I, I wanted to you know, I wanted to make collages and do other things and they had their their um, you know format that you had to follow so I went up to UNSW and um, had an interview up there and they said well why don't you come up here and so you you were able to go straight from your TAFE diploma to the masters at UNSW that's great yeah because they could see your your experience and your ability to transition that wasn't the problem um they well I I don't know the I had an interview and um, one of the women interviewing me started crying. <laughs> oh, no, I'm oh, not what did bad. you say, Jodie? Love it. Let me in. Yes. <laughs> she was looking at one of my works and she was moved, but I didn't realise it at the time. I thought, oh, no. What have I said? Um, God, that's yeah, amazing. That Making installation. the interviewer cry. It was an installation. Well and, done. And they were also really supportive and I didn't want to go to – UNSW because that was the art school I dropped out of. That oh. was the one I failed at. So I, I wanted to be at NAS, and NAS was a NAS, NAS is a jail, and you know it's a, it was smaller. And anyway, so I ended up at the very one that I was trying not to go to. But maybe, maybe you had to go through that, yeah. didn't you? You yeah. had to go through it, and in a way, it's probably really satisfying yeah. that you did. You yeah. got your masters. Yeah, that's. Awesome. That was awesome, and no academic history, and um, I, I was really overwhelmed. Like in the first semester, just sitting in there thinking, mm. I don't even know what they're saying, and <laughs> yeah. oh, what am I going to do? And and you know, eventually, I just got so interested in the work, and just yeah, you the didn't rest worry. Just flowed. What yeah. work were you doing in the masters? I, the first, I did um, sculptural performance in installation straight up. I had a, I was doing a drawing major um it was a master's by coursework with a, as a drawing major and um you're given projects assessments you know and i would try and make make them so i could sell them yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. To see see the family right. yeah. Bills. yeah good on you so do you think that was uh, do you think you'd be 
I mean, it's hard to know, but do you think that really set you on the path for the career you've had now? Like, do you think that wouldn't have been the same without that focused intention of a master's? I think it's helped tremendously. Do you think galleries take you more seriously because of that? Um, I'm not sure what goes on for them or not. Maybe some do, maybe some don't. But I remember trying to get into a residency and and looking at how I wrote Mm -hmm. and then looking at how other people wrote and I could tell that I, you know... I was clumsy and I thought, oh, I've got to, what, what can I do? And I wanted to be with people and meet people and yeah. and talk art and talk charcoal. And um, Do you think you took yourself more seriously because of it? Your art it, more seriously? Um, it's, because I'd stopped drinking and taken up the art, it's like that part of me just was woken up yeah. all over again. It's not that it ever went away. Like I always took it seriously. I was just crippled by my own addiction um so you know once I sort of started to sort that out it's it's just like a whole world of making art just opened up to me and um you know I had goals and dreams and hopes but it's always just been about the work yes and 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 it should be really shouldn't it yeah Yeah. Mm, well that's right and I think that's what we've learned from Mm. talking to so many artists is that really it all comes down to the work like Hard work and the work. Like, you just have to keep going. Yeah. Turning up, making, making, just keep making yeah. and then and have a little bit of a plan <laughs> to, <laughs> yeah. to guide you through. But do you think you've had, you had a fantastic run of success with art prizes last year, you know, and so you should. You're, um, do you think that having done the Masters in 2018 helped you perhaps to write stronger statements about your work, you know, you, you've always had good success with art prizes, it seems, but you were kicking goals 2020, though you seemed to be in, in many of them. Was I? Yeah. <laughs> See, I quickly move on, like just yeah, get on good. to the next thing and the next work and the next. It's a bit sad sometimes. I think you just. Yeah, well, yeah, I think you have to. But do you, why do you enter art prizes? Um, I enter art prizes because I'm, you know, I'm. That's another good question. I just thought it was something that you do. I think yeah. in the beginning, mm. like you, so in the early early stages, I might not have had the confidence to have a solo exhibition. Yeah, and I would have had group exhibitions. So I thought I'll enter art prizes, and then, you know, as, as the years have gone on, I, I'm more particular about entering drawing ones and mm. or ones that are more in line with the artwork that I'm making. So I don't go and make an artwork just for that prize if if like the Blake prize I was so excited because finally I'd had a work that had uh, spiritual and I could enter yeah Um, so do you so because yeah John Bacall when we interviewed him he said that he would basically have a pile of printouts with the dates and he would turn them over and if he had a work that fitted he'd enter it yeah. I thought that was really good advice, as opposed to sort of stressing about, oh, the, you know, the dobell's coming up and I've got to get this work done for the dobell. It's, you should be making, and then if you're, all your stars are in a line, then enter them. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
because I've done it the other way where I've made a work for a particular show and put my heart and soul yeah. into it and I've you know, tried so hard and you get the rejection letter. And you've gutted. Cause you yeah. <laughs> for days. Yeah. For days. Yeah. And, and I've done that numerous times so I'm, and I, I don't work like that anymore. I just, no. you know, those letters still come but the work's just like, okay, we'll just put it over here or it's going in that show or... Yeah. 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 And you've spoken a lot about residences. Like why do you... You've obviously done quite a few. Like what... What do you get out of residences? Why do you keep doing them? I like the change into a different place uh, and I love being in nature so it's so different to the city. Mm. Um, and it just, it's just a sharp focus on making work. Mm. Yeah. Just completely. But you seem to be very absorbed in your practice and you seem to be on a permanent residency, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> I want to come live with you, Jodie. I noticed there was a bed upstairs, Julie. I'm moving in. It's um, crazy. So, is it that change yet? So, you go to immerse yourself in nature because you're a city. I'm trying to find out what it is because my life is like permanent. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Work around the clock and wake up at weird hours, and you know, I just I've just accepted I'm not conventional. I don't fit into the nine to five. No. Sleep this time. I just no. so you don't have a structure to your day with the studio. It's like you come when you're ready and you leave when you're ready. Yeah, um, I had a timer on myself yesterday because I had to I have to finish four works by Monday, so I haven't got time to. You know, just walk around and read yeah. a book. Like I've Do interviews. To, Jesus, sorry. I know. Sorry, Janie. Yeah. <laughs> right. um, I'm nearly finished. But so sometimes I put a structure on myself um, and I'm teaching less this year. So yes, I've got that's more good time. segue, Jodie. Yeah. Next question on the list. So when I taught more, I, my time, studio time was much more valuable. Yes. So now I'm sort of, oh, yeah, I've got to walk the dog and, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. chat to this person. And so yeah. tell us about your teaching. You, um, on your website, you've got links to lots of courses and things. So why do you teach is the first question. The teaching happened in the early stages when I started saying yes to opportunities. Yeah. So people said to me, will you teach? And I said yes. And I had no teaching skill and I was, I was petrified. Mm-hmm. And I feel sorry for the people I taught because I was so controlling. <laughs> Were you? I, I can't imagine it. you being like that. Controlled every minute. Like, I don't even think they had any time to even think. <laughs> don't draw like that. How dare you? Put your pencil down. Right, this next. Yeah. Um, and, and I've just kept it up. And, and it was, it's only been in the last, I think, it was six months ago that I've just stepped it down a little bit. So you're just doing the occasional workshop now as opposed to a regular... Yeah, every Sunday. So you're with Art S in yeah. Leichhardt, which is yeah. an awesome um, art studio, and you're doing a monthly um, drawing. drawing workshop. And I loved the topics. So you've got things like form and emphasis, space and scale, line and variety and materiality. I'd actually like to come to all of them. Mm-hmm. Watch out! <laughs> I might be signing up for a couple. They sound really fun. Like I've just picked one one thing. Yeah, the first one was a line, just line. Yeah, bring it on. Yeah, take it for a walk Fantastic. and see what happens. Yeah, and um, do you find that those conversations and those interactions help inform or sort of relight a bit of different energy into your work, or is the teaching just a stepping away from? Your permanent residency. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
The teach I learn from my students. Yeah, mm. I think it's a two-way street yeah, for I'm, sure. I'll just share with one thing. I, I sent the students out at Artist to go and find some stuff to make a drawing tool, and one lady came back in with a rock. Yeah, and I thought, mm, what are we going to do with that? Mm-hmm. And I use rocks all the time now. Yeah, so that's yeah. one example. Yeah. Um, it helps me learn to articulate what I do as well. Yeah. Um, I think the, the most satisfying thing about teaching is watching other people get it or, or, you know, teaching about line and line pressure recently, like how you hold charcoal yeah. or the pencil and mm. the pressure you use. And, mm. um, the whole arm. I love trying to get yeah, people to realise that this – not. Your thumb and your forefinger, yeah. that's not going to make an interesting line. You know, you've got this whole arm and all these joints that can move in a yeah. different way. Yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah. Um, so teaching, it's just a gift to be able to teach, mm. to be able to do that and for people to want to come and learn. And, mm. um, and it's also nice to come off my permanent residency. <laughs> <laughs> Into the real world. Yeah, yeah get out of the bubble. Good on you. Um, and the hang on, <laughs> she had a brain. You had a brain zap there. Can I ask? Can I? Can I interject? Well, yeah. edit that a little bit out. Yeah. So you've also got an online course that I was curious about on your oh, website. Do I? Wow, that might be an old one. Oh really? Um, so how did that come about? Was, was that a COVID? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so so did you just, offer that during? Um, I did that through artists, so I okay. went from teaching a, a term drawing course to doing it online. Yeah, I just wondered how that went for you, because I also did it, and it was very interesting. I, I loved it, because yeah. I didn't have to leave my permanent yeah, same. You space. Could, exactly, <laughs> you I found that. Bed. Love it. I used to just do it here, yeah. and it was, yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, it, but it was a lot to redesign a whole course for online. Mm. And how did the students respond? Did you find that when they were in their space that they were a bit more relaxed perhaps? Or? I don't think they loved it as much as me. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> they wanted to get yeah. out. Yeah, yeah they, exactly. they miss, you know, the outing of going to a drawing class. And, yeah, and that's right. definitely. It's very hard to teach a visual language through a computer. I like sitting here in my pyjamas and just... Yeah, yeah I yeah. <laughs> yeah, I found the same. I, I, um, Julie's youngest did some art classes with me on... She's like, but how do we get the lolly? <laughs> <laughs> if we were on the computer. I was like, it's brilliant. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. I to give one. <laughs> okay, I've remembered what I was going to say. Good girl. Um, so <laughs> I don't feel like you've got... I can't see anyone else's work in your work, but like, who? What other artists do you love? Mm. Um, well, I can see a bit. Sophie Kate. Well, yeah, the colours. John Balsley. Any of those? I don't. I don't find. I can't think of anyone in particular, but I think I I influenced in like a lot of artists, and and not just visual artists. Um, music. Does that music? Yeah, but sounds big. Like I'm, sound and moving to sound and drawing to sound, making marks um, to rhythm. I think I would like. I have to say Rauschenberg. Um, okay. It's uh, Mike Parr. I've always loved Mike Parr as well. Mm-hmm. I love the I love the way the sound with. in the background came when Jodie said, "I like sound," and then <laughs> in the background. <laughs> 
around. Some artists I try to not to stay away from, but just to stay a bit back. Like if if I see um, there's an artist, especially on social media, you know, you think, oh, that's similar, and I'll go and investigate. And if I so the drawing tools, for example, like lots of people make drawing tools. So if I if I see that there's mine is similar, I'll peel off yeah. some in another direction and and you know make them about what I'm about. So yeah. you know I've picked branches that are twisted and you know I attach dead you know decaying bones and so you, you know I'll take it off on a trajectory. Yeah. That's, mm. that's that's the danger, isn't it, of social media? Is that we we're required to be immersed in it, but we desperately don't want to be because we don't want to be influenced. And I guess musicians would be the same. You can't help but be subliminally, not influenced even, but affected. Yeah. But at the same time, you don't want to be polluted by other people's direction, I guess. I, I asked an artist once, I said, oh, who influences you? And she said to me, I, I don't look at anyone. And I thought, geez, that's odd. But... You know that was years and years ago, and I can I, you get you get that now. I, not totally, but somewhat. Like I think I just yeah. make my work and just yeah. yeah. I think it's confidence as well. Yeah. After a while, I find I think Julie and I are finding that we're looking less mm. because we've got this amazing opportunity to talk to people. Mm. But I just find I, I get to um, because you know I'm a bit of a pleaser, so I'm always like looking at things, going oh, I should be doing that and. Oh, I should be doing that, and then it's and then you start going off your path mm, and yeah. not sticking to what you want to do. Because I went to see a Sally Gabori exhibition, um, that Aboriginal artist that didn't start painting till she was eighty, and she'd never seen another artist work, and she'd never been to an art gallery. Boom! I mean, I'm just like you don't need history or tradition in your work, and you don't need other influences. I mean, it's I love looking at other people's artwork. Don't get me wrong, but you. You, I think, I think you need to pick a few and really deep dive rather yeah. than that constant b- bombardment of mm. so many. That's what I can't cope with. I think. And the work that I make, or that you make, or that you make, is the sum total of your you mm. your experiences. Mm. So I just try and stick with that, like it's, and trust that. Yeah. 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 But I, and you can, I suppose, even if you look in at other artworks, of course, artists go to other people's shows and look at artworks. But you're going to process it differently anyway. What's going to come out of you is not their work anyway. I, I think what I, I'm most influenced by is when I go to exhibitions is the installs, how people yeah. are installing. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. I think we do. We all walk in. It must be the same with people who work in theatre and they're at a play and yeah, they're you sort can't, of you can't watch a play without going going. Oh. Ooh, how did they bring that set in? <laughs> you know, you can't help but be influenced by that. Yeah. You're, so you have um, a sound drawing performance coming up. Is that right? We had. Or we've, had you had it. We've just had it. You just had it. Yeah. Tell us about that. Was awesome. Well, that that was with Mark Colvin, um, who plays a double bass. So, what can I say about that? We've got an ongoing. We meet once a month to practice. Yep. And um, so, did you actually draw with the double bass? No, I, I haven't thought no? to have done that. Well, I just thought I saw somewhere he you. Mark, he was oh, Mark does. Oh, yeah. Okay, so yeah. I thought he was so drawing he, with it too. Yeah, yeah. I thought, wow, that's brave. That must be an expensive drawing tool. <laughs> I think that's why I love working with him. Yeah, because he's so unconventional. Like, bring it on. He'll do 
<clears throat> do something, then I'll think, oh wow, yeah, <laughs> push me to 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 match that somehow. Yeah. Uh, so at the moment, I think it might be okay to talk about this. Um, I went to visit him, and we were talking about sound, and he showed me um, what he was doing with one of his sounds, and what it was was his backpack and a zipper sitting there going... <laughs> oh. And this is where, you, you know, you ask me, do I read or... And yeah. You know, I'm watching, yeah. I'm watching him thinking, this is a really special moment, like, it's totally weird, totally obsessive. Yeah. So from that, we've got this whole zipper um, performance, drawing tools, I'll be drawing zippers, like a whole thing emerging... Wow. Just and that's that, of that, that one little yes, that one yeah. moment of yeah. I love the way you get your ideas from that just that one thing little it nugget grows, yeah. It yeah just opens up when it's being with but it's collaborating with someone else and seeing their excitement and I think oh, I can because I've been trying to find a I draw from life so yeah. I'm not totally abstract I find it difficult so to have a zipper as a starting point and abstract from that so mm. I'm I'll, Deconstruct it. Mm. And I'll draw with it, and I'll scratch with it, and listen to the sound. And so, it's it's gold for me because there's you've a got a you've thing. got a, yeah. a hook, yeah. And I think and you I need that, out. yeah. Then you've well, yeah. I, you've got to start with something, I think. And it's also it's a zipper is a noise that we hear all, all the time. One there, like yeah. Oh, I yeah. love a zip. Yeah. <laughs> I do love a zip. I'm, there's so much memory in it. I was telling Julie actually on this dress, so it's like a, a circle on a zip. I actually have a bit of sort of fear with this because this was my school shirt zipper, and people would come and undo your oh. shirt, which was really annoying. So I'm often like, <laughs> zip it up. But the whole opening as well of a zipper as well, you know, the the, the fact that it's a... Uh, What's inside? Yes. What are you hiding? I can't help but go there with the something about Mary scene when he gets his balls stuck in the oh, zipper. The zipper, yes. <laughs> Don't put that in. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, a lot zip. in it. There's yeah. a lot, yeah. There's a lot in I a like zip. It. I um, love it. So, um, last question, Jodie. Thank you for talking to us. Um, what... Is on for you in the next year or so. What's coming up? I've got um, my first solo exhibition with Nanda Hobbs at the end of so exciting, JD. Yeah, I'm very pleased you're in there this May, and I think it might be with the Getting Pink series. Great! I'm really excited to to have that. Then I've got another show called Looking at Painting, um, where I've participating in a group show at Koshula Powerhouse with my mark-making tools. Oh, wow. Um, and paintings made from, from them. So that, that will be exciting. I'll get to display. I'm we're talking about the install at the moment. I'm hoping to hang them instead of put them on the walls. So yeah, so you can walk around the I, whole I of them. I really want people to be able to yes. engage, like walk through like a forest. Yes, so that's a great touch idea. Touch them and feel them. Yeah. I'm not sure it'll, if it'll happen that way, but that's the plan. Yeah. And then I have in the mid-August a show at Lost Bear Gallery at Katoomba, which will be, I think it's that will be called Somewhere to Land, and that'll be about the bushfires as mm. well. Great. Fabulous! You busy girl. Very busy, girl. busy Jody. I think that's me. it. Have I forgot anything? No. We can put it on Instagram if yeah. you've forgotten. 
Yes, well, thank you so much. Pleasure. It was very thank kind you so of you. Much. Thank you very much. We're Let's very inspired. It. We are. I want to go and draw. I want to walk around Marrickville, collect some yeah. crap off the ground, and put them in some matchboxes. I just think it's wonderful. You know, it's not. It's repurposing is the best thing. It's. You know, I think there's so many opportunities with found objects. Yeah. I think it's the story that it I is. Like, like yes. where did it come from? Who did it belong to? Yes. That, and all art should be a story, really. Like I kind of get a kick out of people. Like, I've got a thing with the mask lately. Like yes, drag, I'm noticing that, J.D. Dragging out a um, face mask out of the gutter. Yes, because there's a lot of them. Yeah, it's I, such a I shame. do have gloves or a plastic bag. Yeah. yeah, but this is well, this is an art installation. That right, is, Jody, that I mean, completely mm-hmm. is. It's really, and that's going to be so indicative of this time. Mm. I sort of missed missed it a bit because I was away on residencies where, where especially in the city, where people were telling me they were finding a lot of masks in the gutter. Yeah. And yeah, I didn't see a lot in the bush. Yeah, no, there's been a lot, and I think it's quite a human thing to arrange things like. My daughters, or and my son, I think it's very childlike to um, arrange things and find things and arrange mm. them. It's quite a human trait, I think, to put it in some sort of order. Yeah. So I like the way you display it in an order, but they're chaotic and old and destroyed, but there's order to it as well. You just reminded me of when I was young playing with dolls yeah. and arranging the dolls. Yeah. Mm. Oh, my daughter... My, Daughters have spent hours just putting things in their spot, you know, yeah. doing... You know, in and out, in and out. I know, it is, it is. It's a very um, satisfying... But it's meditative, isn't it, in a way? I think that whole repetition of organising yeah. and rearranging and... It's, that's a good question too, why? Like, the, like I just enjoy it. It's, mm. Maybe I like that it's, that it's not a, an artwork with a sale price on it. Yeah, mm. that's just, right. It's just purely the playing. Mm. And I love that little one. I can't stop looking at it. That's a little, funny little one, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I want to know where that's too. come I from. Think it's homemade. That's definitely right. homemade. I got that at Leichhardt. I had to run across the road to grab that one out of the gutter. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> but, they, you know, it's, it, I remember going to Japan a couple of years ago and getting quite sort of overwhelmed by all the masks everywhere and thinking, why is everyone wearing masks and questioning it? And now it's such a natural thing. I still think it looks weird. When I look at news footage in America where everyone's wearing masks, I still, I suppose because we didn't wear them for very long, um, I find it still really odd. Yeah, me too. Mm. I, I'm look, I wish I sat on the train more to draw mm. people on yeah, train drawings with masks. Mm. Well, the next residency, get on the train, Jodie. I thought you were going to say next outbreak. (laughs) (laughs) No! Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Please don't forget to rate and review and share this podcast. It helps my mum and her friend Fiona get more listeners. Thank you.